What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Holy City Hoops podcast, recording immediately following the Cougars' first kind of, sort of, basketball game. If you weren't there in person, uh, and you're like me, and you followed along online, we have somebody here to help fill in the gaps. Cullen Baldwin, good friend of the program, has just gotten back from the game. Cullen, how are you, bud? I'm great. I'm, I'm coming hot off the press here. I'm ready to talk some CFC basketball. It's been a, a long, I guess, seven months since uh, since March Madness or, or pre-March Madness, so I'm ready to, to get talking. <laughs> have you been drinking tonight? I have not, no. I'm actually uh, stone cold sober here, so. <laughs> nice. I uh, You may have been at the game, but I was carving a pretty spooky jack-o'-lantern, so who, who's the real winner here? I think you are. You're a participant of hashtag spooky season, but uh, Jalen Richard had a pretty spooky alley oop tonight. So. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We gotta talk. We gotta talk about that. I'm sure we'll we get should. That. We should. We should preface that this is still an exhibition game. We don't want to overreact. Don't want to take too much away from this. But do we think Zep makes a run at Player of the Year or just First Team All Conference? Um. I'm going first team all conference at the moment, but okay. I, w- I would love nothing more than to see the honey badger in the, in the POY discussion. He had a good, a good night. Well, let's, let's just start with, uh, you were there, you were on the sidelines. What were your overall impressions of the game? Yeah. I, you know, there are a few things that stood out to me. Um, you know, I was impressed by the freshman, especially uh, D'Angelo Epps. He looked great out there, you know, physical explosive guy. So that was exciting to see. Um, and I noticed that they were communicating really well too. Uh, even the freshmen, they kind of seemed to fit fit in nicely out there. Now sometimes there's a little bit of growing pains when it comes to, uh, I guess, communication on the court, especially when you're in the heat of battle like that. But you know, it's for the rest of the guys, it's almost as if we picked up right where we left off last year. Brev got the lid off the basket in the second half and was knocking down threes. Uh, Zepp looked great, very efficient night. And then the one thing that kind of caught my eye on the negative side was we were a little sloppy in, in transition defense. And um, a couple times, guys lost their uh, lost their mark on the defensive side. And you know, there's a guy open out on the wing taking the three. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of expected the sloppiness aspect of it. Um, I, just looking at the box score, let's see, we had 18 assists to 10 turnovers, which is pretty good, all things considered. 10 turnovers is kind of what we like to see mid-season, but um, I, the game was to get a little tight here and there. I think they cut it to 10 a couple times, but the sloppiness thing, not too concerned about that, but I, I would kind of expect it, especially with, with some new pieces there. Right, yeah. I mean, it's to be expected early in the season, and um, the one thing that did stand out to me as well was that, uh, you, know, I, you know, you and I were talking early last season, and uh, for whatever reason, we were not knocking down our threes, uh, and that yeah. cost us the game at Oklahoma State in the uh, in the first round or the preliminary round of our, our preseason tournament last year. But uh, I guess the team shot forty six percent tonight, which is uh, definitely what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, they took almost thirty. They took twenty eight threes, hit thirteen of them. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that definitely jumped out to me as well from the box score. How about these? Uh, I'm going to throw a couple zep stats out at you he played the most minutes tonight 31 obviously had the most points uh five guys in double figures but zep had 18 just one point more than riller seven for nine from the field four for six from deep which means he hit all his twos 
tied for the most rebounds in the game with six, or most from the Cougars with six. So a little 18, six, and five line for Zep. Yep, that's the Hunter Badger out there. Uh, you know, I was I was excited just to see how efficient he was, and, and it seems like he's kind of taking on a role, even as, a, I guess, a sophomore on the court, as the, the vocal leader. You know, he was very vocal out there, and, and that's to be expected. He is a, an intense guy, and he's going to give it all on both sides of the court. Um, what really blew me away was the catch and shoot and the chemistry that he and Riller had out there. You know, Riller, I think, had seven assists, and um, yeah. Maybe three of those were to Zep on a catch and shoot three. So, I mean, it was a thing of beauty. It was quick release, and, and it seems like he's found his shot early here. And I, I really hope that can carry on through a couple of these big games we have early in the season. So, who was who was mostly playing point guard? Because I I saw the Riller assist stats. Were they kind of switching back and forth, or yeah, they did switch, uh, especially early on. Um, I think Zep was kind of the initial like starting point guard for the first few possessions but very early in the game Grant was bringing the ball up the court and um, I liked what it did for the offense it seemed to open things up a little bit he was able to create some space on his own and then find the open guy Um, so I think we're going to see Grant step into that role uh, I guess I mean maybe I don't I don't think it'll be 50% of the time moving forward I think I think Zep's mostly going to be the main point but I think we're going to see Grant contributing in that aspect 25, 30% of the time, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I noted this on Twitter, lots of uh, kind of drive and kick type ball, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, coach Grant's always kind of run because he's always had good guards. But last year, if Brantley had a, had a mismatch and had a small guy on him, they would usually just toss it into him and let him either facilitate or or go in a lot more spread out, a lot more um, just slash and kick, uh, just from what I saw in, in the highlights. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he, uh, I guess they had, so Reeler and Jasper, and then Epps was bringing the ball up the court a little bit, uh, Reddish, and it really just defended. I, I think, you know, obviously we know we're deep at guard, um, and then the front court depth is a little bit of a concern now, but, uh, you know, it was, it was good to see that we have a, a little bit of diversity at, at the point guard position. Yeah, for sure. It, it looks like the pecking order is probably going to be Zep, Grant, Reddish, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if all those guys contributed each game. I was surprised to see, uh, so in terms of rotations, a um, bit of a surprise with OC Smart getting the start over Miller. Um, Earl Grant's loyal to his guys, and, and OC's been with the program for a long time, but I, I still think uh, you and I were both surprised that he was getting a start. Yeah, definitely. You and I talked about it early in the game and um, I think you were spot on when you said uh, it's a little bit of uh, building confidence for him and a little bit of coach Grant is historically loyal to his guys. OC's put in his time with the program and he, he has worked hard for, I guess, three years now. He, he deserves a starting position or at least a chance to compete for it. Um, so it was interesting to see. He did get in a little bit of foul trouble uh, early on. He was close to having two fouls in the first minute and 18 seconds of the game and um, they actually called the ball out before they were able to call the foul on so that was a a good thing (laughs) okay yeah yeah it's good to know I mean but uh the rotation smart McManus and Miller all played between 16 and 18 minutes so I think coach Grant's gone short rotation with the big guys and maybe with those three chipping in like that and then you throw Epps in there to, to play a little small ball four that 
that might be it could, for the front court. Yeah, I think that'll be it. I I do not to speculate. I I do think Miller will step into the starting position just because he offers a few more options beneath the basket, and he's able to step out and shoot the three if we need him to. Um, but you know, I think I think we're going to see OC rotated in frequently this year, and um, I think uh, eventually, you know, Jalen showed some flashes of greatness underneath the basket tonight too. So you know, maybe he can play closer to a, a big man uh, four instead of a stretch four. I loved the uh, the T on Sam Miller and the quick yank from Coach Grant. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, Jalen Richard was kind of pushing him back a little bit, and Sam calmed down and. It's going to be important for him to keep his cool moving forward because we we don't have the depth at at, uh, at the forward position and, and we need every guy that we can get uh, just to keep legs fresh. So you know that'll be something to pay attention to is that that he is able to uh, keep his composure, especially in some scrappy you know Towson type games. <laughs> for sure, yeah, that's a good point. A couple other rotation notes. So the first subs in off the bench, no surprise, were Richard and. Miller uh, replacing Galloway and Smart. And then the first freshman off the bench, this was a bit surprising too, were Epps and Reddish in that order. And Epps had a really good game. And, um, you know, we, we can talk about that, but I don't think either one of us was expecting Brendan Tucker to get in so late in the game. No, definitely not. Um, Brendan Tucker was kind of the, the highly touted recruit, the guy that's had all the hype surrounding him. And um, I don't think he went in until maybe five minutes remaining in the second half. Uh, but I, I did love what I saw out of out of Epps and, and Reddish. They looked really great out there. Um, Epps impressed me with his hustle. He made a few great plays, uh, putbacks at the basket, and uh, he played some scrappy defense too. He looked really good. Yeah. yeah, and Coach Grant has said that, at least in most of the, the preseason interviews, that Epps and Reddish were ready to contribute right away, which – yeah, I mean, wouldn't match their recruiting profile, but both those guys were on high school teams that won a lot of games. Right. And um, both kind of play more positions of need. Um, as good as Tucker sounds like he's going to be, he is buried behind Riller and Richard uh, at shooting guard. So the minutes might be might be tough to come, come to, but, um, you know, it's good that he only played five minutes and he was pretty efficient in, in that time. Yeah, he had a, a Grant Riller esque uh, drive step back, little teardrop shot. It was uh, watching his film coming out of high school. I was like, this guy looks like Grant Riller, and he kind of confirmed it the he does. When, I, when I got to watch him in person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, going, going back to Epps, though, 10 points for a true freshman. Uh, I think he came in five minutes into the game, immediately got like a tip in. Like you said, seemed to be playing good defense, and he physically does not look like a true freshman. No, that guy, he looks like he spent like three years with Mark Proto, and he's just been <laughs> lifting all through high school. Um, I mean, he, he's, he's a big guy, and you know, we were talking about this a little bit before uh, we, we went on air here, but um, Proto does a great job with these guys, and it's always fun coming back for the first game each year. You can kind of see how everybody's... Uh, you know, either leaned out depending on what we need out of the guy or, you know, Zeph looks a little bigger than he did last year. And, you know, that'll help him, um, I guess, down the stretch because <laughs> I mean, he's out there snagging six boards a game as of right now. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. a testament to his strength. <laughs> those, those dudes have been cultivating mass all summer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that stood out, Richard, 13 points, which 
I think would be his career high if this game counted. I, I feel like his career high is like 12 in that JMU game. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, and he he was firing. He took the most shots out of anybody. He took 11 shots, which is one more than Grant Riller took. But uh, 13 points. Can't uh, can't shake your head at that. No, absolutely That's, that's not. a valuable contribution. Yeah, and he, he found the free ball uh, tonight as well. You know, he, he seemed to struggle with that a little bit. And maybe there were a little bit of growing pains, but... I don't know. Maybe maybe them moving the three point line back a little bit because that's where all of our guys shoot from, anyways, uh, is advantageous to us and hurts the rest of the conference. <laughs> yeah his his form his form's always been good, yeah. and I, he he had that really bad um, funk to start his his freshman year where I, he went O for whatever to start, and then he gradually found a shot toward the end of the season. But yeah, uh, tonight three for five, and. We should talk about the dunk. Yes. Because <laughs> I I was concerned I was ready to I if that dunk had been lost to history because the game wasn't being broadcast, I would have been very upset. Fortunately, CFC shared it. Um but you saw it in person. What yes. were your thoughts? Um so I texted you this. I when Grant threw the lob up, I was ninety nine percent sure that that ball was going out of bounds and possibly into the band. And uh, out of nowhere comes Jalen Richard flying like a majestic bald eagle. He catches the ball about <laughs> halfway up the backboard and just slams it and melts the roof off of PD Arena. It was uh, and I I didn't want to tell you this. I'll tell you now. I I had filmed like the last like five or six possessions and it had been kind of sloppy basketball, a couple of turnovers and and uh, missed shots, and then the one possession I don't record he. <laughs> He throws down what I approximate <laughs> to be the greatest alley-oop in TD Arena history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I just saw like a stream of tweets from everybody like, oh my God, what just happened? Oh yeah. my God, Jalen Richard <laughs> just threw down. And then uh, fortunately somebody posted it. So if you haven't seen it, check out the CFC Basketball Twitter or, or Instagram because it is impressive. And if that might just be a taste of uh, of what we're going to get this season from Jalen Richard. I think, yeah, I think bold prediction here. I think once we get into the two game a week rotation in conference play, I think we average one of those a week. The uh, the chemistry Ooh. between Grant and, and Jalen seems to have just grown in the off season, and you know they've got their preseason handshake. They're on the same page. They seem to play at a faster pace than anybody else out there, and and maybe they know that they can just blow right past people. <laughs> I told you that might be the best offense we have is just <laughs> throw it up and hope Jalen Richard comes down with it. Just let him because he he seems yeah. like he can catch anything. Yeah, he can just hurdle six seven guys under the basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anything else stand out to you from the game? Yeah, I uh, got to give a shout out to Swishy Jim Brev. You know he uh he kind of had a reputation in my mind last year as the guy that was, you know, always contest contesting loose balls on the floor. Um, he had a couple of steals tonight, I think, and, and maybe forced like two jump balls. Um, I love the hustle out there by him. And, and uh, he seems to, like I said, found a shot in the second half there. And um, you and I spent a lot of the offseason talking about who's going to be the, uh, the third scorer for the team. And I think that he might, he might be the guy to step up this year. He seems to be a little more comfortable in his role. I don't even know who's going to be the second scorer. Yeah. I know who's going to be the first. I, I'm just, con- um. I'm conceding that Zeb is the second scorer. This is uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I think that, uh, you know, the showing tonight kind of improved my confidence in him, but 
Um, he just looks so composed, and you know, I, I know that this is just an exhibition game, but this is the overreaction podcast, so uh, let's toss him in for POY and, and a shoe in for uh, first team all CAA. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm I'm here for the hot takes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Galloway. I hit a couple threes in the second half. I think Nebraska Wesleyan had cut it to six after the Miller technical. Yep. And then Galloway and Jasper hit back-to-back threes, and then Galloway hits a couple more, and all of a sudden it's a 20-point advantage for CFC. So, yeah, props to Brevin for, for being consistent. And that's what we could really use next year. It seemed like Brevin would either go for 10-plus in a game or, like, two or fewer, and he would just alternate back and forth. But if he can consistently give him 10-plus, that's, that, that's going to be three backcourt guards all giving 30 points combined each night at least yeah that'd be huge i was i was talking to my buddy at the game tonight and i said you know brevin was the type of guy last year where he could go for three or he could go for 18 if we could just uh, average those out and get him to go for somewhere between nine and 12 points a game consistently uh, i think that would be big help and and he, he has the ability to with his with his range behind the line to uh I guess blow a game open, or if we're going through one of those trademark offensive lulls, uh, maybe he's a guy that can give a, a little jump start to the offense out there. For sure, ninety-one points tonight. I know you were hoping they got the the hundred-point McNugget mm-hmm. out there, but it was not meant to be. Did it seem like they were uh, were getting up and down the court pretty well? Yeah, they were moving along pretty well. Um, they uh, they were efficient on offense, which which I always liked. The uh, the, like I, I touched on earlier, the defense, the transition defense was a bit concerning. But as far as uh, the offensive side of the ball, things seemed well. There was a, a decent amount of motion out there. And um, it seems like regardless of how many doubles a team throws at Grant, he's still going to find a way to get his points. That's right. Yeah, were they doubling him a lot? Yeah, they were. And and, and he did a great job of either splitting them or, or dishing the ball out to the open shooter, um, which turned out to be Brev in the second half and, and he caught he caught Zepp wide open a few times in the first half. Yeah, Zep Zep's good off the ball, mm-hmm. which is why it's it's so nice that both those guys can play either guard position. Because right. Zepp's was one of the team's best three point shooters last year and showed no signs of letting up in this game. Yep. Um a little you know, something that I noticed and I I couldn't tell from from being there, it seemed like offensive output from the front court guys was a bit limited um i don't know what they combined for but i think miller was the leading scorer out of the group with with six points mm-hmm. didn't attempt a three which was interesting um mcmanus was pretty quiet he went one for six oh for two from deep and smart uh, just had the the one put back um what'd you think of those three either offensively or as like rim protectors and in interior defense yeah, I think OC has the potential to be our best uh, rim protector moving forward. Closer mm-hmm. to a, a Nick Harris, less offensive-minded guy, but a, a guy that can go out there and get a couple of blocks a game and really disrupt the team's offensive rhythm. Um, as for McManus and Miller, um, I, they just seemed a little bit in limbo tonight. You know, they, I didn't see them stepping out beyond the arc too much, and, and that's kind of the thing that, that they offer that can open up the rest of their game for them. Um so, you know, I, I think maybe the rhythm was thrown off a little bit with how the starting lineup was tonight, and, and Miller came in and seemed a little frustrated, but 
I think they'll grow into those roles nicely. And, and I, I expect Jalen to be a good senior leader out there and a guy that we can count on to give us, you know, eight to 10 points a night, um, hopefully moving forward. Yeah. Jalen's shown more than those other two guys yep. through his career that he can, he can be dependable. So yeah, I think um, maybe just a little bit of an off night for, for McManus, but he's a CAA starter caliber player. For sure. Yeah. I think, I think he'll be a, a set starter throughout the course of the season. I guess the uh, the one position in question would be whether O.C. or, or Miller is going to get the start at five. Yeah. No um, no Samba Njai tonight, and Dontavious King, um, the plans for him to redshirt, uh, but I thought he might be eligible for this game, uh, but he didn't even dress. So yeah. seems like it's going to be those three guys, and like we mentioned, D'Angelo Epps just throwing throwing his weight around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't want to speculate on the on the Samba injury front, but um, he wasn't out there for warmups, and then he did eventually. Uh, he he was behind the bench at the end of the night, and uh, his knee was heavily wrapped, and he was on crutches. So I I don't know that we'll be seeing him this year, um, which is a it's a big shot because you and uh, Brian last week were talking about the the lack of depth in the front court. And, and that is worrisome moving forward. Yeah, they could come back to bite them in like a game versus William and Mary, you know, Nathan Knight right. and that seven footer they have. Um, yeah. I don't know if freshman D'Angelo Epps at 6'4", at 6'5", six, <laughs> six, is, is going to get it done. Yeah, that's tough. And, and that the, the, the seven footer William Mary could apparently shoot the three. At least that's what I've heard. So that's uh, concerning. That we'll put Zepp on him. Yeah, yeah, Zepp will handle him. That'll be fine. <laughs> He'll go out there and claw at his ankles and, and disrupt him. <laughs> yeah uh so yeah the offense looked good uh that'll happen when you shoot almost 50 percent from three but i will take that after the way the team struggled from deep the first third of last year probably yeah um, it felt like even so good to see year, some consistency so. <laughs> I'll t- yeah I'll, I'll take anything uh i guess anything could be an improvement from I, c- I can't remember the numbers i feel like when we did the first podcast last year we were sitting at like 24 to 28 percent in three yeah it was it was uh, bleak. yeah <laughs> it was uh it was towards the bottom of the what 349 teams or 348 whatever it is <laughs> yeah yeah they they got hot toward the end to, to salvage it yeah. but it would be the caa we know there's a lot of shooters so mm-hmm. it's it's nice to know we have four or five guys who might be able to keep keep pace so following this game are you feeling more confident about the Cougs? Less confident? Yeah, I, I'm. I'll say I'm more confident. Um, I'm trying not to overreact as much as that is in my uh, nature to do. But um, I just, I would feel more comfortable once we get a feel for how this starting lineup is going to look and and whatever that may be. Let those guys start developing a rhythm and. and getting a getting a feel for the flow of the game um but but i do feel more confident uh just because the offense looks like it's improved and and we do have plenty of scorers out there um i just we got we have the test looming right around the corner that oklahoma state game is pretty early in the season and that's going to be a big home game and and a team that we probably could have beat last year so um, i'm just hoping that we've, we've we've found our groove by the time that game rolls around on november 13th yeah, I think I'm feeling more confident than before. Um, to have only 10 turnovers, 
after you lose three starters is is a pretty good sign. Obviously, the the competition is what it is, but I think the spread was 16 points and Cougars win by 20 plus. They they pull away in the last 15 minutes or so. So I can't can't complain about that. Um, you know, there's better teams than us who struggled against similar competition in, in the exhibition season here. So um, Epps and Richard, I thought were, were nice surprises. And if Jasper McManus and say um, Galloway can give 10 points a night, um, feeling pretty good about the balance of the team. Yeah. I'd say I'm, I'm right there in that boat with you. And I think it's good to be optimistic this, this early in the season and, um, you know, moving forward, I guess we got USC upstate next on about a week from today. Um, yep. Next know, Tuesday. Yeah. So that'll be a little, uh, I guess more athletic test and, and we'll get to get to see our guys in action again as we get primed for the, uh, the meat of the season. Yeah. I think the stuff that the coaching staff is probably going to work on is continuing to develop the freshmen before then I think it's always good for for those young guys to get a little confidence boost in these exhibitions we saw it with uh with Zepp and with Isaiah Moore mm-hmm. last year yep. they, they both went off for like 10 plus so hopefully Epps Reddish Tucker and uh and even a guy like Quan McClooney who, who played a couple good minutes um you know hopefully they have some confidence and I don't know maybe maybe Grant's gonna finally lengthen the the bench like he's always talked about um, you know, it's always seems to be like a seven or eight man rotation, but if those guys can, can play, maybe, uh, maybe he, he plays them. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think we can see that, that number reach nine this year, hopefully. Um, just, just because of how the freshmen look tonight, I feel like with, especially a guy like Epps, we have to have him out there. He's going to offer some strong minutes. Maybe he's only contributing, you know, seven to 10 a game or something, but um, yeah, he, he's a guy that can go out there and compete, and I, I feel like he's ready to to uh, get into the scrappy <laughs> CAA conference. <laughs> we might need to uh, move some supplies from the Zep Jasper bandwagon over to the D'Angelo Epps bandwagon at this point. Yeah, or we could like look into merging carts or something. Maybe yeah. zip time, link them up together. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm into that. Cool, man. Well appreciate you coming on and and offering some hot takes um we'll see how our projections work themselves out over the next couple games but all in all pretty good showing from the cougs and uh you know a Jalen richard dunk is probably the most appropriate way to, to kick off a season yeah that's all we can ask for you know if, if we get one of those a game i'm i'm not going to complain about anything <laughs> no let's hopefully it's on sports center yeah, I'd, I'd expect it to be. We, we kind of became a staple of uh, the top ten last year. I guess Grant was on there twice. A couple times. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. So uh, let's see if we can keep that train rolling too. For sure. All right. Well, thanks, Cullen. Listeners, make sure you follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Holy City Hoops. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. And we'll be back with another episode uh, once the regular season kicks off. Thanks again, Colin. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right, man.